Can I Be a Pet? Keep on Grooming from TXT's worst song, but we'll get roof, there later. Roof, roof. <laughs> God, it's so we'll we'll talk AK, about that soon. Stop spoiling the review, Nate. But, now no one's gonna watch well, the video. <laughs> no, there's plenty of things to talk about other than that garbage song. Um What's up everyone? Um Nate from Truly Daybok with another episode of the Daybok cast. This is episode one twelve. And, and, uh, as you can see, uh, Jacob is not here once again. Um, we're trying to do like every other week, but next, he didn't do last week, but next week is Epic High. So he obviously needs to be here for that. So he needs to be here for that. Or he's else skipping get this week as well. <clears throat> so yeah, he'll be here next week. Uh, when we review Epic High. Don't worry. He's doing, sure. he's doing just fine in Korea. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he exists. He did not. Like the plane didn't disappear or something. <laughs> he's he's just in Korea. This isn't lost. Enjoying, enjoying life. Um, and I said I'm Nathan already. As always, I'm joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. Number one, uh, if I look a bit disheveled, it's just because I came back from dance class. Uh, yeah. So this is, I've been taking dance classes at I Love Dance in New York for what two months now, ever since the beginning of January. Yeah, it's been yeah. This like is. That. This is the first time, or this week was the first week I tried to do, like, proper choreography, like, learning an actual, like, full song. So, me, in my infinite wisdom, was like, okay, our choices were, um, Good to Me by Seventeen, uh, Alligator by Monsta X, Twit by Hwasa, and Dala Dala by, uh, Itzy. And I was just like, oh, I think I, li- I like the choreography for, uh, good to me by 17 the the most so yeah, hey let's go with the I'll, most complicated one yeah i'll just i'll just pick the freaking hardest choreography on the face of the planet like it's really hard it's really hard there's an in, there's this entire super complex part during the chorus where it's just like all footwork and everything and yeah like the hardest part of dancing is footwork so i have no and like moving your hands and moving your feet at the same time is so hard because I'm just like, oh, I have my feet have to go here, but then oh, my hands have to go here, so it's a huge mess. But I'm gonna learn it eventually. And like at the end of you take it for at the end of the month when you've learned the whole song, they're gonna record you. So we'll see, we'll see how that comes out. Uh, do they, do they, does then like DJ and everyone? Do they have a panel where they give you a grade like produce? No, God, I get like F minus. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even make it to like the first. The I wouldn't even make it past the first evaluation. They just like be like, yeah. you suck at dancing, but I'll get if, there. If I, I if okay, good. Yeah. Um, if I look disheveled, it's because I just came back from Captain Marvel and it was <laughs> awesome. Okay. Don't no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Um, no, I won't actually. And no spoilers in the comments, please, for, for the love of God. Like, yeah, no one yeah. spoil. By the time this goes up, well, you'll have one more day. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, number two, uh, Nate and I not at the same time. We went uh, Nate in Toronto and myself in New York City saw Stephanie Tiffany Young Wang. Me young, me young, me young, me young. Fanny, <laughs> aka Fanny. Um, yes, this is my VIP poster. The concert signed. was incredible. I know, Nate, for you, it was incredible as well. Yes, definitely. And this poster uh, is incredible. She she did it. She, that was making the, a lot of noise, probably. Sorry. The difference, or at your um, stop, she did, like, requests and, like, 
took the Q&A from Twitter. Whereas in New York City, uh, we have famous people like Jeff Benjamin. So Jeff Benjamin essentially just ran the Q&A. And at the end, she did like a little acapella of Into the New World, which we have like 4,000 retweets on or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we did. <clears throat> yeah, for us, basically, she the day before, she asked for questions on Twitter and just printed off a bunch of them and read those and then asked directly asked the audience for questions and requests and stuff. Mm. Um, was your venue big? Because, like, mine was really tiny, like, way smaller no, than I'd yeah. expect. It was, it was probably, like, the size of, like, the Eric Tom concert. Yeah, yeah, like, same yeah, sort of thing, like, yeah. Pretty small, just, like, a small club. Yeah, it was really um, small because, like, because I got there, like, an hour before like not even in like almost 30 minutes before they were opening the doors and mm-hmm. well one it was cold as hell and people were waiting there for like five hours or whatever oh, our, no yeah yeah ours is the same yeah so once they let us in <clears> i was just like oh thank god but like it wasn't like even like full all the way and like there was like a vip section and I, there was like famous people i didn't recognize or whatever but apparently it's just like a lot of journalists or whatever but yeah. uh yeah i mean i enjoyed some, uh, some of the people from our label were there Mm, um, yeah, I know that at least I know. I, I know Kev Nish was there for Toronto, but I didn't see. I didn't see him okay. in, in New York. But um, my favorite, or my my surprise favorite, would probably be the flower because I I, I said in the review I kind of didn't like the song, but the rock like the band mix of that was like a no, hundred thousand yeah, yeah. times better. So no, yeah, the entirety of the show, like the live, the live band, band, made all yeah. the music so much better. It yeah, was it so cool hearing difference. her Korean stuff with the live band. Oh, um, I just like want to dance. Your full live, oh. yeah, and I just want to dance was amazing. Yeah, so um, if you have a chance. And- Tiffany is where I'm, she's going to other places. I'm pretty sure she's definitely going to LA. Yeah, and and she'll definitely tour again. She'll come this back. Is, yeah, this is, a, this is yeah. She's American. She's an American artist now, not really a yeah. Korean artist at this point. So she's but her bread and butter is coming to touring. So not only did I get to see her, I got to hug her. Hey, so that was a thing. That's good. I did meet and greet photos. Did you say hi? Like, what'd you say? Yeah, uh, so she said my shirt was cute because I had my I got a boy shirt, and she's like I haven't seen that in a long time, and I just <laughs> said thanks, and I was kind of starstruck, and then we hugged, and oh. then she moved on to the people behind me. See, this is why whenever I meet <clears throat> famous people, I plan what I'm going to say beforehand so that even well, if yeah, I, but like... she said the first thing, so that like screws it all up because you, you have to like, I, I just try to rush it in, <laughs> and then. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that's cool. We'll see the photos later, I guess, whenever they upload it. Yeah, I'm, they probably have already. I just haven't even looked at them. <laughs> and uh, number three, as we've mentioned, we are we have switched to Podbean as our like hosting service, so it's been going for a good couple weeks now. Interesting story, I, I never really got to take a look at the analytics for our audio podcasts, or whether it be from Spotify now, or Apple, or Google Play, etc, 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 but interesting statistics. So obviously, no surprise, like, most of our audience is from the United States, but this yeah, close to you, Marlon. <laughs> uh, Australia is at like 19 downloads. Where <laughs> that's that's all Marlin. That's all Marlin every it's Marlin single time. Marlin and Aiden. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then surprisingly, like number two is the Philippines, like with just like 126 downloads according to this. So uh, 
Thank you, everyone in the Philip. Yeah, I, I guess we have a huge Filipino fan base because I'm <laughs> I'm here. I don't know, or just there's a lot of Filipino uh, K-pop fans as it is. So hope you're all doing well in the Philippines. Hope it's not burning hot over there, but it always is. <laughs> Probably. Uh, and also, kind of a three- a, well. It's not it's anymore. But, but I mean, cold in the Philippines is like... Yeah, isn't a thing. Like 60, probably 70, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's just permanently hot there, essentially. So, um, And before I end my three things, I just wanted to mention in our Discord, which is Mucho Lit, we are doing... It is March, thus it is March Madness time. So we are doing the K-pop visual March Madness thing. Basically, we took like 64 guys and 64 girls in k-pop and are like okay who's the hottest one and yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> like we had like 15 people nominate five male idols five female idols and then we made a list of 64 we had to cut like four or five of them we just voted so yeah. we had a bracket randomized bracket so it, it some interesting round one matchups oh, like irene yeah. versus Susie. um oh yeah some of these could be a finals or there's Ken um, and Ten at this yeah. <laughs> as a round one matchup, yeah. Um, so yeah, now we're, we're voting on round one right now. Yeah, so if Although you're interested... by the time this is out, the whole bracket will be done. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're interested in just participating, even, just check out the Discord. Check well, out the... Yeah, just join Discord for... Yeah, I don't think it'll be done like completely. This. No, by the time this comes no, out, we'll we, still be going. Sam we're going plans rounds. on doing the whole thing this weekend. Oh my so. god! But Why that's because people want to do more than one March Madness bracket. Oh my god! You're crazy. Okay. So we're gonna figure out another thing that we can put make sixty four of and pit against each other. Sixty four best. I think 64. we were gonna do like, well, we I think we were gonna do like quadrants of like. Like so, like one quadrant would be vocalists and one quadrant would be dancers. Yeah, and then like they would all meet up in the finals. So like, yeah, we're doing more than one bracket, but yeah. the current bracket is just visuals. Yep. Um and we'll see. These who are fun. Wins. These are super fun. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna get you, you get mad at or you have to predict or what everyone's gonna pick. So if you want in on the fun, definitely join Discord. Mucho lit as always. Hmm. Okay. Um. Let's move on. To topic one, uh, which is TXT review, and Andrew is reading this one off. I won't steal his thunder like I did last week. Mm. So this is TXT, also known as Tomorrow X Together, uh, a or new Tomorrow Buy Together. Tomorrow Buy Together, yeah. It is a new boy group <coughs> from Big Hit the same people that gave you BTS. So there's definitely like a lot of hype and glam. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> glam. glam. Oh, glam. Rest in peace. And um, <laughs> rest in peace also. Uh, so yeah, this is they've definitely had a lot of hype behind them because of BTS being their brother group. So we are going to review their debut mini album entitled "The Dream Chapter Star." Which Starting means a, we're gonna get more dream chapters. Yeah, I guess that's that's gonna be their like love yourself, love whatever thingy, that like yeah. BTS does. Anyway, getting into the music, we're starting off with Blue Orange Aid. <laughs> blue Lemonade was taken already. Yeah, Blue so. Lemonade is taken, but have you ever had Blue Lemonade before? It tastes good. It tastes really nice. Or Blue Lemonade is just like raspberry, or like blueberry lemonade essentially, but... No, I've never had blueberry lemonade. Oh. I've had... I'm pretty sure there was a Kool-Aid that was blue that was lemonade flavor i think kool-aid's raspberry lemonade is blue how about have you had pink lemonade at least 
Yeah, definitely a pink lemonade. Okay. Blue lemon like blue lemonade's the shit, so try that out. Anyway, um getting on to blue orange aid. Uh so besides it having an interesting title, um and I guess to sort of to preface the entirety of this album, we've we mentioned in our like predictions or like our preview uh, a month or so back, like that if they were just going to be BTS 2.0, they'd just be dead in the water. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no way you can just like rehash BTS music and expect to get away with it. I mean, maybe you'll mm-hmm. garner some fans, but I feel like it'd just be to their detriment because it'd never be. They'd never like they'd never escape BTS's shadow. But mm-hmm. when I first heard this, like the biggest wave of like relief just like yeah. coursed through my entire body. I was just like, oh my god. They're actually doing it. They're actually making, like, a youthful, like, upbeat, like, cute... Not really cute, but, like, kind no. of cute, I guess, boy... Like... Yeah. Just, like, a happy boy group, whereas, it's like... like in a happy, innocent boy group. I wouldn't say... Yeah. Whereas, I know, like... I guess whereas BTS is, like, emo as hell nowadays. Yeah. So, just, like, the complete yeah. opposite. Um... Particularly well, before they were emo, they were, like, hardcore. Yeah, so. hardcore, like, like hardcore rap, <laughs> like... Rap rock. Like, yeah, just like some crazy shit. So before they went to the email stuff, but um, particular, I think the reason why I actually ended up liking this song is because it reminded me a lot of early seventeen, particularly like songs mm-hmm. like Monse, yeah. that sort of thing, which is a perfect. That's a perfect trajectory for them to go towards. Like again, you again, like I mentioned, you don't want them to be BTS two So this is a good idea. Just letting them go here. Also. Just a, I get the feeling that the group, the group isn't as rap has as rap heavy as like a BTS or a Seventeen. BTS, yeah. yeah, so they are playing to that strength where most of it definitely is like vocals and singing and like sort of that harmonization thing. So that's one thing that helps them stand out from the other like sort of groups they're definitely taking influence from. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say that my favorite part of it is not even actually their vocals. I just like the. Well, it's kind of a vocal, but I love the instrumental or like the do do do. It's yeah, yeah. so good. It's so good because if you listen to this podcast a lot, you know I'm a sucker for anything like New Jack Swing. Like you hear a lot of that New Jack Swing, and even though this is more of just like your like I don't know, just like typical like I know hip hop's like happy go lucky type song. Um, I'd say that's like the highlight of the, the entire like the vocalization is the the highlight of the entire track. Like you can do an entire yeah. like it'd be so cool if they did like an acapella version where like they just like have so like the beat basically almost like beatboxing and then you just have that like do yeah. do do like vocals in the background. It'd be so cool. Um have to mention some interesting English lyrics. We have you like Tupac, I like Biggie Biggie, so I don't know where that comes in exactly in the song. <laughs> I didn't look up the English translation, but hmm. hey, they're mentioning the the greats there. Um I don't know if I've I don't know if I have a particular preference between Tupac and Biggie in all honesty. I like both pretty equally. I No preference. Please tell me please tell me you've at I least mean, least listened I to I know I know their music. I've heard music from them, but it's not something I've actively listened to. <laughs> right. So I can't say I like one more than the other. Do you like Tupac? <clears throat> Do you like Biggie? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> just like, yeah, we'll just start an East Coast, West Coast gang war again in the comments. Um, We're all going to be killed by gangs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but did you see there was this was actually performed in a live stage or for like their oh, for like right. M countdown or whatever oh the choreography is so good and it's how i discovered that i think 
so far I'm le- in terms of bias I'm leaning towards like Hyuninkai because I love I like his voice like there's parts in like the verse where it's like I've I but I like Violetto where it kind of like goes down and they sort of distort that part and I really like his voice there so I think that's sort of mm-hmm. uh, what's sort of drawing me towards his um towards him as a bias but overall like I, this was an awesome intro song in all honesty I was really happy when I heard this yeah um yeah for me i really like the like retro boy group vibes i'm getting from this like like you said from the the auto-tune doo-doos um like that really gives me like early or like late 90s early 2000s like boy group style uh vibes um and i thought that was a really good direction for them to go yeah um i think one thing, one problem I have with the song, I do like the song a lot, um, but I think some of the actual singing is a little too auto-tuned. Um, like, there there are parts where it's, like, it's pretty clear it's auto-tuned, and it, it, it seems like they're trying to make it sound like it's not, but it's definitely there. Um, I don't know if it's, like, a specific member that they thought, like, that they needed to, like, bump up, um, but it's it's really evident in the bridge. Um, so that stood out to me as something that like, overall, I like the song a lot, but that definitely stood out as something I wish was changed or a little different. It might just be a stylistic um, choice in all honesty. Cause I mean, if no, you're using yeah, it that heavily, then, well, but that's the thing. It doesn't, it seemed like they're, tr- the way they're using it sounds like they want it to be actual singing, but they're using it to like touch up their voices. It's not like super evident, but it's definitely there. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it might be stylistic either way. I, I just didn't think it was that good of a use of it. Um, but yeah, overall I think the song's great. It's catchy and it gives me that nostalgic feeling. Um, so yeah. Jacob's notes. No, he didn't. He just didn't. Oh, overview. he just did nothing. Okay. Yeah. Well, just did, he, like, he didn't, he didn't do song by yeah. song. Okay. Uh, Cooper on the other hand did it for this or did track by track uh overview um cooper says such an amazing opening track love the retro sound it has with really bright vocals and synth you like tupac i like biggie biggie lmao lmao indeed next we have the title track entitled crown or according to the korean translation of the title apparently it's supposed to be one day I grew horns on my head. I shit you not. That's the actual. What, really? Tra- that's the translate. Your crown. I noticed is the that English the Korean title. name was really long. Yeah, um, but I, yeah. Di- I didn't bother looking into it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just saw it on like the the Wikipedia page, or just like a tra- mm. I translated it. I thought it was they were joking at first, so I translated it myself, and that's what it roughly translated to. So, crown. Um. So yeah, when going into seeing this music video again, I tried to, I feel like, compare. we did two previews, one for TXT and one for ITZY. ITZY I was kind of hype on just because I was excited to see what was going on. TXT I was kind of like trying to meter my expectations because I didn't want to get disappointed. It's kind of funny because mm-hmm. in, in retrospect, I guess I was kind of disappointed with ITZY, but maybe because I kept my expectations low for TXT, yeah. I was just completely blown away by this track. Um I'd say again, like I was, I was mentioning before, I thought it was gonna be banked, bunked on 2.0, but again, it's the perfect title track to go with, just fun, youthful, upbeat, uh, boy group trap. Um, 
I'd say what gives them an advantage is, or what makes this a better song than, because they're not really, they're not like really reinventing the wheel here. Um, there's there's a bunch of just like fun, youthful boy groups in this style, but yeah. they managed to make it not boring. And I'd say I'd owe that to the instrumentation that they use on this track and the choreography that they showcase uh, in the perf- actual performance. Um, so like, mm-hmm. starting off with like the producers, it's straight up like an all-star team. So they have like all these BTS producers, like Supreme Boy, who works with like BTS a lot. Uh, Slow Rabbit uh, works with BTS a lot. Uh, they also had uh, Mel- Melanie Fontana, who did uh, Euphoria, which was one of the solos off of uh, the Love Yourself trilogy. The best solo. Yep. And then you have um, Mayu Wakisaka, who did Love Bomb, Hi Hi, Love is Bitter by SSD off of the Holiday Night soundtrack or album, and Knock Knock. So there's a lot of just like, there's a lot of pedigree here. And you can definitely, she's definitely in yeah. like, she's definitely at home with this type of like upbeat, uh, yeah. youthful sound, despite it being like with a boy group as opposed to like girl groups in, in her case. But. I mean, mm-hmm. the level of production is like the same level that BTS gets, so they're not slacking whatsoever with this. Um, I actually I want to look into the Morse because, like, you know, at the beginning of the song, there's like the. Duh, 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 yeah, duh, duh. I yeah. wonder if the Morse code actually stands for anything because, like, there's more later on too. Yeah, so um, somebody, I'm sure somebody's looked into that. Yeah. So oh, definitely. For those that don't know, like those beeps are uh, Morse code, like the long, like short beeps and long beeps. Is, correspond to letters so it probably spells out something that we we don't know of just yet but um it's a cool way to sort of like incorporate that into the instrumentation uh yeah the again i, I was mentioning the choreo before but i'd say that's the highlight to me probably because i learned it in diet dance yesterday or just like a simplified version of it it's such a fun song to dance to in all honesty and i say that as someone that kind of yeah. sucks at dancing um i'd say the best part of uh the choreography is like this, um, God, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how, to, I'm trying to explain it for like people that might not understand like complex like dance movements or like this or whatever, but to sort of try to simplify it, incorporating like it's incorporating a lot of like tutting, which is like a lot of like intricate like hand movements and a lot of um, like cool like formation sort of things. So there's parts where the it's like masuri suri, where like when they there's a part where they get in line and then they sort of build like a gun and then like they cock the gun or something like that. Like there's, it, it's definitely yeah. it's hard to divorce the song from the actual like performance of itself because I feel like the performance adds so much to it. It's so cool. And then like there's that part during the chorus, the second chorus, where they're literally just they get together in a line and they're doing like a big like arm wave type thing. Like it's such a fun choreography. And that's a that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing where the choreography has to match the sort of emotion and vibe that the song's giving up. And they do it so perfectly. Um, like there's even like the part in the bridge where they carry one of the members Subin up like like a king or whatever because it's like the song's talking about like crowns and everything. So yeah, just overall, um, I'm just blown away by this. This might be a song of the year candidate. TXT might get best new male artist. Um, and it's going to be very hard to follow this up as a. This is like this is like a very high bar they're setting for themselves in terms of like debut tracks. So. Just incredible mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, for me, I love the opening with the, like, Morse code sonar beeping, because it does the whole thing where it goes from one left to right yeah, uh, channels. Yeah, it pans. Too. Um, and it just goes into, like, a really great synth instrumental, um, with them, like, singing the synth line, like, mimicking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just, like, the 80s synth-style instrumentals, um, with, there's, like, with a ton of just interesting sounds buried within the instrumentals. Um, really stood out to me. Uh, also, like you said, for the past track where you thought the autotune was a stylistic choice, I think uh, I agree because they prove in this song and their other songs, like their singing isn't autotuned and it's 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 good. Um, so, like, yeah, I think for the last song, it was a stylistic choice. It was just one I didn't really agree with that much. Um, but, yeah, for this song, it's much better. Um, and I really like the mix between the singing, the I love it chanting part, and then, like, the talk rapping. Yeah. Um, they, like, mix all three of those into the chorus, and that's really, like, I think, I thought it worked really well. Mm. Um, yeah, I just thought this was a fantastic choice for a debut song. Uh, like you said, the choreography was really standout. They do a lot of really cool group formations that you described. Um, the only thing that it, it's weird because you talked about how the production is BTS level, but then the the music video definitely wasn't. Um, it's fun and it's good. I like the cartoonish like effects and stuff, but it's pretty much just a dance MV, like in a box and set. I don't mind that because the choreography no, is so it's, good. No, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, it was just surprising it's, it's, it's for me. It's very bare bones compared because to... Because it's very, exactly, it's very bare bones in considering how highly produced the album is and the choreography and stuff, like, and how crazy and weird and artsy BTS music videos get to be. Like, I was expecting similar things for this group, and they... They pretty much just got a dance MV with some like cartoon effects. <clears throat> hmm. But I mean, still enjoy the song overall, definitely. No, right? yeah, I love the song. And that was just the only thing that's yeah. for like going over the styling and stuff. Like, hmm. I, I felt like it was a little disappointing. I guess I had my hopes too high hmm. um, based on what we get from Big Hit usually. Cooper says. It only took about 30 seconds for me to realize how my low expectations for this debut were worth having because I was that much more blown away by this song and MV. It has that perfect Nugu boy group sound with with a little bit of big hit flair. The MV is extremely impressive. So many after effects that, but it works with their concept. The choreo is also some of the best I've seen for a debut. I agree, hundred percent. So impressed with everything about this. Yeah, I think I'd say that's what sort of wins me over is that we rarely get choreo this good from new boy groups, especially. So mm-hmm. again, it's it's not like it's not like I don't know, just like seventeen level craziness. Or her, like, I don't know, just, like, NCT black on black, like, crazy, like, all, like, formation type stuff. What they yeah. do, it does its job. It's, the choreo does a good, does its job of de- conveying the message and theme and vibe of the song. And that's all you can ask for. And, like, e- even the, like, the, there are some parts that are very impressive. Like, again, all the formations. So, it'd be a fun choreo. I definitely want to learn, like, the, the full proper choreo. Maybe next month they'll teach it at I Love Dance. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have uh, Our Summer, which is this sort of 
I don't know, like EDM type song, uh, which sort of makes sense. Yes. Like a chill EDM type song, um, which sort of makes sense once you look at the producer. The producer of this, the producers of this are called the Futuristics, and they have worked with artists such as Halsey and Selena Gomez and Camila Cabello. So just that type of, it definitely sounds like an American style song. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm kind of disappointed with this. It's coming off of like <clears throat> blue, cra- blue orange aid. Oh my gosh, it's great. Crown. Oh my gosh, it's great. Our summer. Uh, <laughs> like it, 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 it definitely had a very tough job trying to follow up those two songs. I mean, it's not bad by any means. It just kind of comes off as a bit more boring compared to the other two songs. Mostly just because I don't know. Like, it, it def- you can definitely tell it's an American producer. Just like they gave it the most like by the numbers drop chorus like beat type thing. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still good. Like, I like the verses mostly just because I like the verses and, like, the build-up to the drop better than the actual drop itself. Just because I feel like, yeah, like, the vocals there were a lot better. But, yeah, yeah. It, it just yeah, it definitely had a tough job just trying to follow up those two songs. So, yeah, it just kind of fell flat in that in that degree. Yeah, um, so I actually like this song a lot. I, I, I like how it brought the energy down a little bit after the last two um, while still being, like, a... It's. I would say it's still an upbeat EDM song, but it's definitely more chill than the last two songs. Um, I like the baby synth line that they start with, um, and when the guitar comes in, it gives it a bit of a funk vibe, um, so I enjoyed those parts. Um, and yeah, the vocals again are great, uh, but the thing that stood out to me was the instrumental part after the second chorus, um, it mostly, mostly because it, it has a bit of a tropical house vibe with the baby synth. Um, so like if it's that summer, our summer name, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I liked it. Um, it, it's, yeah, I agree that it, it doesn't stand out as much as the last two songs. Um, but overall I still think it was a, it was a good addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper says in regards to our summer that it's a nice mid tempo bring down track. The chorus is so catchy and he, he loves the vocal effects. Next, we have the greatest song of the face of the universe. Get your your garbage opinion out. Okay, okay. (laughs) Entitled Cat and Dog. Um, Yeah, this is the song of the century. Like, I was legitimately, I was laughing. I was dying when I first heard this song. I was just like, oh my god. They basically made, like, the sequel to Anpan Man, and it's incredible. (laughs) Like, there's some parts... Oh, I don't even know where to begin with this song. Like, <laughs> let's play forever. I just want to be a dog. They'll have, like, freaking... It's, like, straight up who who let the dogs out with, like, the who, 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 like, that part. Like, like mm-hmm. I know it's cringy to you and, so, like, I don't know, maybe to Jacob or whatever, but I just, I, I live for these, like, almost parody-style trap songs. It was so good, and it just compla- came completely out of nowhere compared to whatever what else we got on the rest of this um, on the rest of this album. So, oh my god, it's just this might be one of my favorite songs in all honesty. Just and I want to see them perform it live. They didn't actually perform it for like their debut stage, but I just yeah. want to see what what kind of what kind of choreography would you do to a song about saying you want to be a freaking dog or a cat or something like that just i want to see what they come up with because it's going to be incredible but 
Ugh, I could gush on like forever and ever about this song, but I want to see what you. I want to see why you hate it so much, Nate. I mean, it, this is if you've been following us for a long time. This was very much on pun man, um, where Andrew loved it and Jacob and I hated it. And this, like you said, this is literally a sequel to Ampa Man. And you love it, and you have an ally now in Cooper, and Jacob and I still hate it. It's just, <laughs> I just like, I understand it's not supposed to be taken seriously, but I would never enjoy listening to a song in my life. Like, it's just, I'm it's sure. just... I'm sure if you saw it live, I swear, if, you, if we ever see, if TXT goes to KCON and you see, and they perform this live, I'm sure it's 100% way more enjoyable in that sort of context. Um, yeah, like, I'm sure I would enjoy it, I guess, like, a live stage of it, but just, like, I'm never in my life gonna want to listen to this song, like, just on my, with my music on shuffle. Like, every time Ampa Man shows up, I skip it. Every time. It's, I'm never, like, just that, like super annoying auto-tune trap music i just can't listen to it just it's it's unbearable to me um like the melody the melody of the song's fun but it's just not something i will i enjoy listening to yeah because that's the thing you don't really have you don't really have an ear for this type of like trap music that's the thing i listen to this like the serious version of this like regularly so to hear parodies like essentially parody songs of it is just amazing in in my in for my context at least uh cooper on the other hand said in all caps i don't even know how i don't know how to even talk about this song it's just so weird and amazing ah (laughs) which essentially sums up like my thoughts definitely (laughs) just this song is unexplainable and i think that's the beauty of it it's just so out there and we rarely get out there for like serious like boy groups so i i appreciate i appreciate them like putting themselves out there like that and we close out the album with nap of a star which i don't get but sure they're napping on a star take naps sometimes stars take when they i guess when I don't know when the when it goes onto the other side of the planet. I guess it's asleep. I don't know. So yeah, this is the ballad track of their mini album. Of course, every boy group has to have the ballad track. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say again, it, um, the star of this would be the instrumentals, just because I'm I'm a sucker for like the do 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 do. Just like it's kind of a simple kind of guitar riff, but just like the pro- slow yeah. progressions of between notes. Um, it's really nice. Definitely helps. Um, bring this into like a more interesting sort of sounding territory as opposed it could have just been like a boring ass like generic ballad track with the vocals that they gave but it's definitely the uh the the guitar instrumental also like there's weird like oh one there's harmonics like uh to explain harmonics for people that don't know um like there's when you play like a guitar, there's a thing that you can do when you play the str- if you play the string and then you pull your finger uh, if you're playing a note and then you pull your finger off the string really really quickly it's sort of like this really like high note which is why it's called harmonics it's like ding 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 it, it kind of sounds like a bell almost so you can kind of hear that towards the end also there's like this like weird like like sound effect that they play towards the end which just came out of nowhere so yeah they get. All of this does a very good job of building the atmosphere of the song, which is all you can really ask for when you're doing ballad tracks like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really like the song. Um, I love the voice of whoever's singing in the beginning. 
Um, and just I just like how airy and soft they sing. Um, and then on top of that, I, I agree with the guitar. It was definitely a standout. Like, and I think it, it was a really good idea to not have any drums or anything at the beginning and have just the guitar in there singing. Yeah. That could have been the that could have been the whole song, right? It could have been the whole song, but I think it also helped that when the drums and the bass do come in, it's much yeah. more impactful. Yeah. Um and and they get their own spotlight, um, like the the instrumentals, um, with just some like ooh and ahs mixed in, um, and no like actual singing lines. So that I thought that was really good. I I love the mixture of the singing and the focus on the instrumentals throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Cooper says, uh, beautiful ending track. They have really good vocalists, I can tell already. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's probably the one thing that you can definitely give them credit for. Like, their vocalists are potentially the highlight of the group. So, mm-hmm. on to ratings. For those that are joining us for the first time, our rating system is out of 10, with a maximum of 7 points for the music and a maximum of seven of 3 points for the concept, which encompasses the, mu- uh, the music video, the choreography, styling, outfits, album art, etc. So, on my end, I usually split up my uh, music into 3.5, 3.5. So, for the single, I gave a maximum of 3.5 points, 3.5 points, which it, it definitely took a bit of thinking, is like... Whereas, like, do I like this song better than, like, such and such song that came out before? And I'd say yes, just because, I don't know, it's maybe just because I blew me, like, Crown blew me away so much that it's probably going to be a song I'm going to listen to every day. Like, every day. It's that good. I haven't gotten sick of it yet, like, even after hearing it in, in mm-hmm. a, a dance class, like, like tens of hundreds of times, I guess, but... It's... I'm very optimistic about the future of this group, just because of Crown, so... Yeah. Um, that, that definitely shows, uh, th- I gave a three out of 3.5 for the album tracks. Um, yeah, most of the, uh, most of them are very good. Um, I could say the only one that sort of was like, eh, was maybe our summer, but even that was still pretty good. Um, for the concept, I'm giving it a two out of three and that mostly goes to the choreography just cause I think the choreography is so intricate. Um, and it, it it's something that again, I, if if the choreography is something that I want to learn or just like it's enticing enough for me to want to learn, it's that's a good sign of good choreography, I guess. Because I'd say I'm very discerning in that um, in that aspect. Also, I like their outfits, both for live stages and for the music video. It, it was pretty much a basic like box MV type thing with like a bit of like animation or whatever. But I don't think that dragged down my score in too much. So. Adding up all those numbers, that totals up to a nine out of ten, which I I did not expect to give them a nine out of ten. In all honesty, so I'm I'm very yeah. happy, and I hope Big Hit is essentially a Mnet <laughs> label at this point. Hopefully, if TXT goes to KCON, I'm going to be so excited to see them at KCON. I mean, who knows? I yeah. mean, they they probably they'll probably be a demand for it. We'll see, but I, I'm 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 really hyped for this group. So, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, for me, I gave a uh, six out of seven for music, um, and basically all of that was for cat and or dog and cat, cat and um, dog, <laughs> cat and dog, dog and cat, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I loved everything else. Um, I think if that song wasn't on the album, I would have given it a full seven. Um, but yeah, I just had to knock it off because it's just not really my thing. Um, and then I gave a two out of three as well for concept. Um, Mostly, uh, every all the points were yeah in 
choreography and styling. Um, I thought the music video was really the reason that it lost some point, lost a point. Um, cause yeah, I just had higher expectations based on what big hit does with BTS with all their crazy theories and BTS universe stuff. And I'm glad they, they didn't get do like, that though. They get like 20 minute trailers and stuff. I, I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting more than a dance MV. Um, so yeah, I had to drop a point there. Uh, so I gave it an eight overall. Um, and that honestly, I feel is even a little low, but I just didn't really know of a better way to spread the points around. Um, because I, I don't think it deserves like a 2.5 or a three for a concept. And I don't think I could give any more points to music because <laughs> like, so I, it, it just ended up uh, being, an okay. um, what was Jacob's but yeah, I, or I could see out. giving it a little bit more. Hmm. Um, Jacob has a bit of a long summary because he didn't do songs. Um, he said, one thing that immediately made me happy with this group's debut was the fact that they don't sound like they're just trying to be BTS clones. They have their own distinct sound and standalone from their older brother group, which was, and standalone from their older brother group, which was my biggest concern. I think the EDM electronic style works really well for them. It most reminds me of 17's current style, but I honestly think it's done a bit better, to be honest, since they are avoiding the typical drop beat chorus route for the most part. I really like the sound they went with on all the songs apart from Cat and Dog, which was a style of hip-hop that I'm not really into. I think any of the first three could have been considered for title track on this album. Nap of a Star was more chill than the rest, but it's a style that we really do not hear often in K-pop so far. For that reason, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Overall, very strong debut. I wish TXT well and hope they experience a lot of success, so long as they stay consistent quality-wise. But being from Big Hit, I don't have any doubt that they will do Mm -hmm. well. Um, and for his rating, which kind of seems a little low based on those comments, um, he gave the music a 5.5 out of 7. Um, I'm sure most, like, most of that was for Cat and Dog, um, because like me, he also does not enjoy that type of music. Um, and then he gave Concept 2 out of 3, same as us. Uh, so a 7.5 out of 10 overall. Mm. Okay, uh, on to Cooper's notes. His ending thoughts were... I doubt this debut will be topped this year, at least by boy groups. Everything was on point, vocals, choreo, and concept. I hope they continue to find success because of their own talents and not in the shadow of BTS. And he gave perfect marks for everything, a 10 out of 10, which is not surprising. Cooper's Cooper... become the new me. Yeah, he just He's gives given 10, 10 out of 10, out of 10, 10 for like almost everything we've reviewed. I mean, I, I don't blame him on this one. I, 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 this one I can actually see. So... Punching all the math into the calculator, we get a average of 8.625, so I guess that'll round up to... Nah, no, the, they'll round down to like 8.5. No, round down to 8.5, yeah. 8.5, It doesn't get a shiny. Damn it! Barely. Serious? Damn it, Jacob! Blame Jacob. <laughs> yeah, he gave it I mean, a 7.5. I gave it an 8, so... Because, I mean, honestly, I don't know if any boy group's going to top this. I, like, in all honesty. Like, even, like, X101 uh, might not top uh, this. Like, produce X101. I don't know. I I haven't listened to the album, but I think I like Trey's single more. I like, really it, liked Trey's single. I, I like Trey's single, but I mean... I need to ugh. listen to the rest of the album still. I, I'd still put... I'd honestly still put TXT over, in all honesty. But, I mean, we'll get back to... I guess we'll get back... We'll find out later, but... 
Again, mm-hmm. it's very rarely that I attach myself this like much to boy groups. So that's like that just goes to show like how good this group is. And I mean, there's no worries. Obviously, there was no worry about them like succeeding just because of the power of big hit. We'll see. It's yet to be seen whether or not they'll succeed in Korea. I think they have a better chance. I believe I mentioned like because they like this style a lot more than they do or international fans do. So they do have a they have a fighting chance of maybe getting wins or maybe like yeah, getting up there. But we'll see. I'm very excited for whatever they'll do in the future. Hopefully we'll get another mini album sometime later this year. So what were your mm-hmm. thoughts on TXT's The Dream Chapter Star or uh, Crown or any of the other songs? Uh, please let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Yep. Uh, and moving on to topic two which is Just Two's uh, mini-album Focus. Um, so they are a subunit of GOT7. Um, which which members is it? I don't remember. JB and Yugum. Yeah, okay. Um, and this is their debut. Um, they've not put out anything before this. As a subunit, obviously, they're part of GOT7, so they put out a lot of music. Yeah. Um, the title track, which is the first track, is Focus On Me. Um, and yeah, this, uh, sets the tone for the album really well. Um, it's just really smooth R&B. Uh, I think their voices mix really well together because one of them has a higher pitch and the other has a much lower pitch. Yeah. Um, they're, it mixes really well. Um, and the instrumentals are fantastic. I think the beat, so the beat's very repetitive, but it's really intricate. Um, so that makes up for it. Uh, like there was almost no change up in it, but it's the beat itself is so intricate that it, like it really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the synth line is really chill and sparse, like it matches the emptiness of the song well. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was great. Uh, music video is good. It fits the style of the song. I really like the parts where they do a lot of stuff where either um it's one or the other in the shot and it switches between them with like a bunch of like, glitchy effects. Um, and then also there's a lot of shots where it's them and then it, like the camera moves forward or back and there's another version of them and like, like it becomes like a tunnel of them and that's in the, the shot for the slideshow I picked. Um, so yeah, uh, and the choreography is great as expected of got seven members. So yeah, overall I thought this was a fantastic song. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So this song was produced by, um, JYP. Surprisingly, because this isn't JYP's normal thing. Oh, uh, really? I didn't. Yeah, I did not realize he, got, he produced that. He got production credits on this, and it was also produced by Cosmic Boy, which makes more sense. Cosmic Boy is one of the artists we covered last week on uh, yeah, I remember releases. The one, the, the song with Yura, so it kind of makes sense. Also, apparently, I have to double check this, but a little, a little, I don't know, rapper, a little rapper singer named OLNL has production and writing credits on this. Remember OLNL? <laughs> Yeah, freaking Korean Korean little Yachty <laughs> like the guy with like the really high pitched like weird oh, ass yeah. voice how was he on how did he get production credits on this I have no what's his like relation to JYP or Cosmic Boy like that was I was like what um, okay that, that threw me from can't tell you there uh, if you know please let us know in the comments anyway like most of my most of what I have to say about this song is actually about like the visual like the the visual elements like the MV itself and the choreography just because it's so hard to divorce the, like much like um, Crown for TXT it's so hard to divorce the visual elements of this like yeah. video from the song itself because it makes 
it makes it so much better than it would be just on its own, in all honesty. <laughs> like, I watched the live mm-hmm. stage of it, and the live stage is kind of disappointing because there isn't, like, all these crazy glitch effects going effects on. Yeah, so, yeah, it really is a big part of the song itself. Um, it's just, like, those glitchy effects, there's, like, those seamless transitions you mentioned, just, like, it's, like, sort of, like, a tunnel type thing. Um, there's this really cool, like, action-type sequ- action sequence photography-type thing um, uh, with Yugum. Uh in terms of like color palette, like cinematography wise, it's almost like the opposite, complete opposite of what TXT of did. Crown. It's just like absent yeah. of color, like it's very monotone and, yeah. type thing. Uh, their styling was just incredible. Like Yugum's wearing this uh, in the uh, screenshot we have here. He's like the, wearing this like oh no, this is the Gucci suits that they're wearing. Like both like nice Gucci suits. Yugum's uh, uh, wearing this like nice neon to contrast the sort of like, uh, like beige. Uh, suit and then uh, JB is wearing like a white shirt underneath the contract against the black and white. There's another part where uh, Yugum has this um, Balenciaga shirt on, like this really nice color block, and like the his jacket has uh, like gray and black on it. Um, then the the kicker here is again Yugum. He's like the he's the fashionista in this music video. He's wearing a fourteen hundred dollar Gucci orange turtleneck that's made out of like jacquard and shit and like the embroidery or whatever i mean that's that's normal in k-pop but man they are flexing they are seriously they, they came to serve looks for a turtleneck it, it, it looks dope it looks dope as hell like i'd, I'd rock that shit like if, if you had if you paid for if you can afford a fourteen hundred dollar turtleneck like you rock it oh well, yeah you're gonna yeah but i mean yeah I, I love the i love the styling in this so much um it's just like it, obviously all those details. Just are, as a fashion designer, or shoe designer myself, like I I can appreciate that to some degree. Um, getting on to the other main point that I have is choreography. Um, like it, whereas TXT was a lot of just like very fast paced motions and just like ah like formation type stuff. A lot of the choreography mm-hmm. in this is slow motions and isolations. Where like there's some parts where like they're either isolating like their hand and like or their neck. Um, type thing, which is very hard. Isolation, isolations are hard, but they're honestly some of like the coolest th- looking things in dancing. Like yeah. just because, like, yeah, being able to isolate like certain like body parts is it fits this song so well. Just being able to like isolate um, like your your neck and that sort of thing. Because like yeah, obviously the choreography isn't going to be like too too crazy for this type of chill song. So it, it's it's a perfect choice in terms of like what moves to go with. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'd say what sort of threw me off is like you wouldn't expect a song like this from a group under JYP Entertainment. Like when you heard this, when you first heard this, like did you like oh yeah. <laughs> this is Got Seven members? <laughs> I mean yeah, well I mean I had heard what it sounded like before I actually okay. listened to it, so I kind of had expectations going in. Like I had no expectations at all, so it just threw me for a loop entirely. But I think that's a good thing. Is just JYP is always. Uh, willing to innovate and reinvent what their sound is as a label or what got seven sound is so like you'd think it would come from someone like i don't know like dean or like temin or something like that like you wouldn't expect it coming from members of got seven so i think again just blowing yeah. away those expectations are what helped this song entirely and if i'm gonna be entirely honest i probably like this like this entire like subunits like the like the six songs they put out here I might like this better than anything God Seven's put out. I'm sorry. I love God Seven, uh, but I was just completely like, maybe just because it's so it's it's such a different like style for them. 
that. It, yeah. it just it just was really really impressive to me. But I could agree with that. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely like I, I like a lot of God Seven stuff, but yeah, this stuff blew me away. Mm. Uh, next, we have Drunk on You, um, and I thought this was a really good idea to mix it up um, with an acoustic guitar and like just the snaps after the like really synth heavy instrumentals of the last song. Um, so like they stuck with R and B, but they mixed up the style of R and B and the instrumentals a lot. Mm. Um, so it didn't get it didn't get stale. Um, the, in the high pitched, like string part that gets mixed in, I thought was really interesting. I have no idea what the instrument is, but, um, that definitely stood out to me. Uh, and yeah, the vocals once again are fantastic and they mix really well. Uh, and I thought it was a really good idea to end with a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I once again, love this song. It was at this point in the, the album that I realized, oh, this whole thing is just going to be essentially K-pop baby making music. Like that's the only way to explain this entire yeah. this entire like thing. It's just going to be like sexy music, and I'm for it. I'm all for it. Like they pull it off really well. Like I'm. It's definitely. It's definitely overt the influence from like '90s like R and B that they're taking from, especially with like the sexiness of the song. So they pull it off so mm-hmm. well. Yeah, this was an enjoyable song in in many ways between the vocals and the instrumentation. Yeah. Um. Next, we have "Touch." Um, it's a cover of cover of the Miss A, <laughs> Miss A song. song. You um, you're about to forget it. You're about to forget it. Huh? No, I was trying. I was there. Are, I feel like there's several songs named Touch, and I was just like trying to sort out which one would be the most popular. Um, but then yeah, once again, like I said with the last song, they mix it up with another R and B song, but this time have a more piano based. Um, so mm-hmm. I, once again, like this gives the album an identity, but keeps the songs fresh. Yeah. Um, where we had the first song was very like electronic focus, R and B instrumentals, then guitar focus. Now we have piano focus. Um, I thought the drop was really smooth, which was great. I was a little worried when it started building that the drop would be like too overpowering and kind of like ruin the vibe of the song. Um, but in my opinion, I think it was perfect for the song. Um, and I, I love the idea for the bridge where one of them does the repetitive part of the chorus and then the other does like the really intense ad libs. Um, that was definitely my favorite part of the song Mm -hmm. really stood out. Um, and then the falsetto at the end was fantastic. Yeah, I'd say for this, um, yeah, I'd say the vocals definitely are the highlight of the song, but I don't know. It just in turn outside of the chorus, it just felt felt kind of a bit too empty for my taste. I know what they're going mm. for here, like stylistic wise. It's kind of like the same thing that like BTS does and like their emo tracks. Yeah. So yeah, but the thing is though, like I, it's the same problem that I have with BTS's tracks, and that like yeah, it, it can be a bit boring in that case, just where it's like. Outside of like the chorus or like the drop, it's just basically just you're waiting until that happens essentially. And I felt like yeah, if they mm-hmm. could have brought a, a bit more balance to it, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Uh, next we have senses, um, and this is another. So this is where we move more into house. Um, so this is definitely the a best deep house part song. of the album. <laughs> um, but 
I, I actually, I think it goes really well with the R&B style. Um, and like, they're still doing an R&B singing style, mm-hmm. um, just over like a deep house, house instrumentals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this song very much reminded me of Taman. Oh, um, this was a hundred percent a Taman song. Um, and I really wish we could get choreo to it. Um, yeah. I don't know if they did a second song with their, yeah, I didn't check. I didn't check um, that one out. Come backstage, but yeah, and I didn't check. So maybe this would be it, but, um, I, I really hope it is if it, uh, but we're not sure. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, I love it. I thought the echo part is the at the end is really fantastic. I love songs that use echoes, um, which like like throughout the sound stage. So like, it makes it feel less like you're listening to a song and more like you're in the you're in an actual like theater echo. or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You just hearing different uh, like whispers and echoes in different parts of the headphones. Um, Really stood out to me. Uh, this is definitely my favorite song. This is basically ASMR. <laughs> this way, like it's literally <laughs> an true. ASMR song. <laughs> I guess it yeah. works with like the deep house type thing. But uh, as us being the two biggest connoisseurs of deep house, like this is probably like the highlight of the album. You'd probably agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. So it's like the, the the way I rationalize this music it sounds like music you'd hear in like an H&M or a Uniqlo <laughs> it's like this mm. is the type of music that they play just like really like sensual deep house and again it, it fit, definitely fits the vibe that they've got going for them in like focus on me or drunk on you that type of like sexy like this this whole album is sexy basically that's like the that's like the one word description if you all you need to know about this album is that it's sexy so if you're into that sort of thing definitely like that's a, that's gonna that alone is gonna sell it's gonna sell copies just how sexy this album is um and i, I yeah. agree it's it, they're definitely channeling some time in with this just very overt in the type of style of the music and the, the vocal um approach that they take this song and that's a great that's a great thing to sort of um pull from or a great a good person to pull from because he's he's definitely cornered this like sexy male um like singer in at least when it comes to the k-pop space so we need yeah. more of those in all honesty because that's good we've kind of got away from that in it to some degree yeah um i'm looking at their stages and it looks like they only got to do focus on me really need to do a second like song. not even like like are they like bffs with freaking like m countdown or whatever <laughs> so you think I they'd get two and i mean got seven has a decent yeah. fan base or decent like so well, following so you'd think that the, the you think that the, the debut of a subunit would garner more, more than just one song? But oh well. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. They gave. Well, I mean, they kind of got screwed because it was the same time T- as TXT. TXT so so they then can't. they got three songs, or they got like yeah, two or three songs. Um, but then it's weird because Ravi got two songs, and I feel Damn. like just two would be more. Yeah, because like, would be bigger than JYP is pretty friendly with uh, Mnet, yeah. so. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to Love Talk. Um, and this one is another house song. Um, and this one's like more straight house. Um, it's less deep house. Uh, it has some really awesome instrumentals. Um, like the really frantic and super deep synths make the song for me. Um, those definitely stood out. And I think like for this song, it felt like the vocals are definitely less of a focus than the rest of them. Like, this is more of just, like, a straight club banger house yeah. song where, like, the instrumentals and the beat were much more the focus than the yeah. actual singing. 
that that's probably why I ended up liking it a bit more, just because I love the instrumental of this. Again, it's just, yeah. it's got that H and M Uniqlo like type vibe to it again. Um, specifically in terms of instrumental, it definitely reminds me of from Jung Yun's uh, posthumous uh, album. Uh, uh, poet artist there was a song called rewind on it that sounds almost like the same type of like sexy h&m mm. vibe to it so again they they're definitely wearing their influences on their sleeve in terms of like where they're pulling the styling from but like yeah oh it's awesome i want to hear more of this music i want to hear more of this straight up like house music in in k-pop because again i i think just the fact that this is coming from freaking jyp is blowing me away like still like again yeah You'd never expect it from a JYP artist at all. Like, we've sort of been conditioned to it because of, like, SM is just, like, super out there nowadays. But JYP? I think that that factor alone is why I've ended up enjoying this album a lot. It was just blowing me away one song after another, just in terms of expectations. Yeah. Um, And finally, we have Long Black. Um, And this, uh, for the final song on the album, they go back to that true R&B style. Um, vocals and unlike the last song vocals are definitely the focus for this yeah. song um, the beat is pretty simple but I like the really chill underwatery synths mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, it gives the song like a ballady feel without it being really a, a true ballad mm-hmm. um, so yeah even though there isn't a real ballad on the song or on the album like this is the closest we got um, and yeah it was great yep I'd say like the only thing I'd have to add to that is just I love the vocalizations like that ee, ee, like it's super like high falsetto that I can't even ee. it's like it's almost yeah. like Michael Jackson asking in a way just like super like high pitched um, it definitely that definitely made the song for me uh, in all honesty so yeah I'd say I, almost every everything on here I enjoyed in all honesty which again just you'll see you'll see with the scores so hmm um, so yeah, we'll go to scores now. Uh, and yeah, for me, it's definitely a 10 out of 10. I had everything about it. Um, all the music was fantastic. I thought the music video was great. The choreography was great. Styling was great. There was nothing wrong with this album at all. Uh, I give it a nine out of 10, uh, with splitting it up three, uh, for single three, three for album track and three for concept. Yeah. I gave a perfect score for, score for concept because like in terms of cinematography, this might be some of the, like the best stuff I've seen in K-pop like ever, <laughs> like at all. Just, it's so out there and it's so memorable. Like it's, again, it's uh, JYP when it comes to like these visual elements, they definitely help set the bar when it comes to the big three. So I hope they continue this. I hope they maybe bring some of this back into got seven itself. Like the, the main group, um, yeah, as for the, my scores regarding music, yeah, I'd say I like Focus on Me, not a, maybe not as much as I liked uh, Crown, but it's still a great song. Same thing with the album tracks, almost every single one, except for maybe like Touch was like uh, was like a standout. So again, it was just, everything was just super consistent, very high quality. Um, they're definitely a sh- uh, the leading candidate at this point for our best subunit. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't, I, I, if you told me at the beginning of the year that I was going to give a best subunit award to a got seven subunit, I, I told you, I'd have thought you were crazy. So it's a really good job. I hope, I hope this isn't a one-off thing. I really hope that they, they, they go back to this. Uh, I don't know how well it's doing in terms of popularity, but I mean, it has like 25 million views on YouTube, but I mean, got seven just gets a lot of views in general, but mm-hmm. I hope that I, I hope they don't abandon this concept at all. Like, go back to this, even if it comes to, like, 
bringing this into GOT7 itself. Like, it, there's so much they can work with in this, in, in, my, in my opinion. So, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jacob said, uh, this was not a unit I would have expected to come out of GOT7 as far as group members go, but I'm really glad they were given a chance as a subunit. JB and Yugim's voices mend really well together in a smooth R&B and electronic-inspired tracks that line the unit's debut mini-album. All the tracks are really well made, in my opinion, and would play really well within a club setting. However, I think they tend to blend together a little too much with each other. They all could easily be title tracks, in my opinion, just much too similar. I hope we continue to get this good this good of a quality in full GOT7 releases as well. Also, would like a shout-out the music video for Focus On Me as it's pretty visually pleasing to my eye. Um, and he gave uh, music, he gave a 6 out of 7, and concept, he gave a two point five out of three, so eight point five out of ten total. Mm. Uh, Cooper said he he didn't give individual track thoughts as well. Uh, his overall thoughts were when this was announced as a JV and Yugum uh, like duo, I was hoping it would be an R and B neo soul deep house album, and this literally is literally what it was. Please just let JV produce all of Got Seven's music. Yeah, they both of them were involved in the production of. Uh, all of the tracks on here, which is great. Uh, so yeah, please let JB produce all of GOT7's music. Every song is so good. This is the best thing they've ever done, and it's not even close. Uh, and Cooper gave it perfect marks as well, a 10 out of 10. So doing the math and punching it into the calculator, we're going to get a 9.375, which rounds Does round up. up to a 9.5. Wow, that might be the that might be the highest average we have so far, in, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this year. Yeah, that that might yeah. be the highest like final score. So it gets a shiny. Um, holy crap! <laughs> Got seven. Got seven has our highest album rating of the year so far. Yeah, that not, is a shocker. Not not expected, but worth it or like oh, a worthy totally of worth it. it can they come to kcon can they just <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> just, just they, i mean they've done subunits at K-Con yeah because like like super so. junior like d and e k or like something like that or whatever whatever it's called um uh xocbx came to like kcon like in japan or whatever so there's a precedent for them bringing like just subunits there so let us know what you th- your thoughts are on Just Two's Focus. Did you like all the songs? Is it too sexy for you? Is it not sexy enough for you? I don't know why you'd think that, but leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section below. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, moving on to topic three, which Andrew will lead. Oh, Lord. Uh, where do we even start with this? <laughs> Uh, okay, so this story has been floating around for the past couple of months, but we kind of felt I, I wanted to wait until like most of the story, most of the facts were out there just so we wouldn't jump the gun on anything. So yeah, we're finally going to get into the Sungri Burning Sun YG debacle. I have no idea what shit show essentially. <laughs> it's yeah, just a basically. giant like shit show at this point. Uh, it's multifaceted, just like all this controversy. So I mean, uh, we'll mainly i would just want to give like our thoughts on it um i will just sort of do a recap as best as i can um because obviously we're pulling sources from we're pulling sources from korean websites that have been translated into english like recompiling websites and trying yeah. to figure it out from there so obviously um i'm sure like i'm trying to build the, the timeline as best as i can of events that happened regarding sungri from big bang so um I'll, I'll be leading this topic by the way just 
Uh, I'll, I'll be the one like sort of divulging all the information. Yeah, uh, we'll go through the sequence of events and then we'll just sort of give our thoughts afterwards. So starting it off, starting it off, uh, NBC, uh, their news division, uh, sort of put out a expose. I guess that's what you have to call something like this: an expose, yeah. essentially, where um, a patron or like or just some random like person from that went to uh, the Burning Sun uh, nightclub. Uh, their name is Kim Sangkyo. Uh, he accused the employees of Burning Sun nightclub of uh, physically assaulting him. Uh, he was attempting to intervene in a. Uh, sexual assault uh, that was occurring in the club, but the again the the uh, employees stopped him and assaulted him. He, uh, Mr. Kim uh, Sungkyo, called the police, but according to his claims and like actual like no shit video <laughs> of it, it, you see you see the police just like harassing him and like beating him as well, which was incredibly shocking yeah. when I first saw it. Um, he was arrested. He went through like the whole song and dance at like the precinct. He got transferred to a different one, and like the whole time they were like recording him. Like I, I'll, I have like a video up. I don't know if it's here, but like they're like sticking a camera in his face or something while like they're like beating the crap out of him. Man, it's like, <laughs> ooh, like really heavy yeah. stuff. Um, uh, Kim believed that the cops were attempting to protect. The nightclub, which is why they they're trying to silence him essentially by like trying to beat him out of like beat it beat it out of him essentially. Uh, mm. So that that was the first story that broke. Um, afterwards, there were reports that um, date rape drugs uh, were you for those that are again this is serious stuff. But if you're a bit of a younger listener, date rape drugs are date rape drugs are like. When you hear someone say spiking a drink, that means they're putting some type of like pill or some type of like um, medicine thing that'll make you either like either fall asleep entirely or just make you it just make you super Black just out. like like lax and you're spacing yeah. out. It's like you you're still conscious, but you're you can't really do, you're not really comprehending anything or not really doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So they're drugging female uh, club goers. And supposedly they were res- reserving, or the VIP club members were. It w- basically they left uh, these women to whatever devices or whatever the, the these VIP club members wanted to do to them. So, yeah, definitely a worse element of this story. Um, at this point, mm-hmm. yeah, Sungri's name was linked to the uh, Burning Sun Burning Sun nightclub uh, as some type of manager promoter. Is- Something I think like that. He, yeah, he's either like a prom- like he gets paid to promote the club, or he's invested in it. Something like that. Like he, he he wasn't the owner. He like outright, act- he's not an owner, and I don't think he like actively like handles anything and fo- like in the club itself. Not that he's not there's not he's not at fault, but like. He, yeah, I don't think he had, like, any say in the day-to-day operations. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where, oh, I run the club, like, where basically they just put a famous person, like, in fr- yeah, on, yeah, like, the exactly. like the poster or the marquee or whatever, just to entice people, or it's like, oh, there's a chance you yeah. might meet Sungri at this club, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. it, it, it seemed to be a pretty popular nightclub, because I think... Uh, Hyoyeon uh, did, did a set for, when, when Punk Right Now came out, she did a set at Burning Sun, so... 
Okay. Really, pretty, pretty popular establishment. Um, Sunri, after all this came out, he put out an Instagram apology, like in like the description. Or he put out well, a post. It took a while. It took a while, and yeah. then he put one out. Yeah. yeah so it wasn't uh, instantly. He said in the apology that he was not in the club during the night of the assault. He claimed no knowledge of drugs or violence, and he promised to cooperate fully with the uh, authorities. Uh, supposedly, the club shut down after that, too, maybe because of investigations or just bad press. No one wanted to go. Um, I'd say the uh, big bombshell uh, would be uh, SBS, uh, their... I don't like. I guess you'd call it a news division as well. Um, SBS revealed. Uh, I don't know how they got these at all. In all honesty, um, cacao talk messages supposedly between Sungri, someone identified as Mister Yu, who is a the co-owner of an investment firm uh, that Sungri and Mister Yu uh, ran, and an employee named Mister Kim, uh, supposedly in these cac- or. According to the translation of these cacao talk messages that I have up here, uh, they are discussing uh, or organizing uh, prostitutes for uh, some like high-profile uh, clients, clients fr- coming from China or something like that. Uh, they go into very, very uh, detailed, uh, I guess, descriptions of what they want or whatever. Like the, like I think one of the translations I saw or whatever. I'll. I'll by the way, I'll put all of my sources here. Just some, you know, I'm not talking out of my ass when it comes to this stuff. But, um, like one of the translations said that like, uh, Mister Yu was like, oh, like Chinese like plastic girls, <laughs> oh, get one that doesn't that's will uh, that won't make a fuss is what Sungri supposedly said. Um, like basically just trying to organize what girls to send up to these uh, businessmen that. Um, eventually uh, got involved with Yuri Holdings, uh, the company that uh, Songri and Mr. Yu ran. So, uh, yeah, just very, very damning evidence to some degree. Uh, Songri denied the validity of these text messages. He claimed they were fake. Um, afterwards, he surrendered himself to the police for questioning and drug tests to see if... Oops. That I, was... <laughs> So I don't dumb. know why. I mean, like it's. Well, it was a hundred percent like a deflection. Like, oh, i yeah, I don't do drugs. Like, here, I'll prove it. I think it's like, yeah, they, nobody they took, cares if you're doing they took drugs. A, they took a urine sample and like a hair sample. I was like, maybe they were seeing yeah. if he was actually like involved in the rape cases or not. But I mean, like, it didn't seem like he was that, um, in the weeds. Uh, yeah. So the rest of his tour gets canceled. Uh, then dispatch. Oh, this is the craziest one. Uh, dispatch news, the good side of dispatch, not the bad side that just ruins people's lives. Uh, I guess they're kind of ruining his life, but it's kind of warranted to this degree. Uh, they revealed that, uh, somebody in December of 2017, he had a birthday party in the Philippines in Palawan, which is for those that don't know, uh, Palawan is like a big resort type of thing. It's like going to like the Caribbean, but like, in Asia type of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, So it's a big, like touristy type of place. So he had this big, like birthday bash. He rented out that entire resort for three days, that sort of thing. Supposedly, according to this dispatch news report, uh, Sungri had flown out a hostess, uh, that he was a regular of to his birthday party in Palawan paid for all of her expenses. As long as she brought pretty friends with her. So that was, um, Hmm. The 
maybe not a direct connection necessarily, but uh, it was noted that uh, they opened Burning Sun two months after that party, so there can maybe people are speculating it might have been like a trial run of like how well maybe like Sungri could be involved in like day-to-day operations with the club. Um, Mm. But so at this point in the story, like no direct connection between Sungri's uh, Sungri Burning Sun and YG has been made in terms of like YG Entertainment as the company uh, having any direct involvement with it. But um, I'd say that's still true to some degree. But I mean, there are uh, tertiary related stories uh, regarding uh, the actual person YG being involved in his own nightclubs. Um, Like they there's one called Love Signal, which might have changed his name to Club X or something like that. which is owned by YG and his brother Young Min Sook, uh, the, the the nightclubs and he, he apparently YG owns a bunch like of nightclubs as well. Yeah. All of them were sort of found to be uh, guilty of tax evasion, where um, nightclub establishments or adult entertainment venues are supposed to, um, in terms of taxes, they're supposed to provide I think like like thirteen percent more. Uh, in terms of taxes than what they filed as and they filed all of them as restaurants primarily just to avoid like high taxes sort of things i mean it's not really mm-hmm. that that related but i mean it's kind of funny that all of this stuff it's just or, a it, tertiary it's, thing it, it, yeah out. it's interesting that all of this is coming out or all of this is going on related to a yg artist involving the owner of yg as well um mm-hmm. uh at this point also um a website called Chosun.com uh, managed to capture footage outside the YG offices where um, there was like a big like truck and they were uh, destroying like boxes and paper bags and suitcases and like electronics. Um, they hired like a shredding company, like a proper shredding yeah. company to sort of get rid of uh, all this stuff. Um a YG spokesperson said that, oh, this is just a regular sort of thing in terms of like every quarter they destroy sensitive documents. And I mean, that's probably believable to some degree because that's yeah. like all big companies. Yeah. Like they like all celebrities too. a lot of celebrities, like they destroy like phones or like stuff like that. That might if it gets leaked, it would like ruin or it would give an unfair advantage or whatever to like, I don't know, like competitors, that sort of thing. So it's like to protect their business yeah. interests. But um what sort of maybe draws some uh, note to, notable exception to this is that apparently they interviewed one of the or they talked with one of the truck drivers and the truck driver said that they'd never been to YG before. Hmm. So that, that's an interesting tidbit. Um, so we're filming this on uh, March 8th uh, of 2019, <laughs> obviously. But um, so basically like this story is still breaking. But I'd say the where I'd, we'd ended off with is Sungri as of yesterday is enlisting in the military on march 25th and supposedly this was planned a while back it just so happened that all of this yeah sure maybe all this stuff kind of wanted to rush the process a bit but yeah yeah the story is just a, a huge mess like there's reports of like reporters getting uh the people looking into this are getting like death threats or like their yeah their life's say, at risk that's sort of thing. that up yeah um but, but yeah, There's like a, one of the reporters 
basically came out and, or I don't know if it was, I think it was more of a private message that got out, but like he was saying that like, this goes like way higher than he like even imagined. And he's like worried that he, like he basically just wanted to stop reporting on any of this because he's worried that it'll actually like, he might have like, he'll get, yeah, he'll he'll run in with the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's, that is the, uh, that's the magnitude of the story that we're dealing with here. So I'll let you go first, Nate. Um, just give your overall thoughts on the whole thing. I mean, I don't know where to start yeah. exactly with this, but I mean, yeah. go for it. I mean, I don't... Uh, there's, there's like, literally no denying this. Like, there's yeah. so much evidence for any all of it. Like, And I mean, you know... So first of all, like, I actually went to a lot of clubs when I was in Seoul, and, but, like, we were always... A, like a large group and yeah. it was always a, like a lot of guys and a lot of girls together so it was never really like all the international students so we like didn't either like obviously it's not something I have to worry about um and like all the girls that I hung out with always went like we always went as a big group so like yeah. so it was no nothing one, we ever really had to worry about yeah no but, one was just like off on their own like that. that's, that's that's the riskiest part yeah if you're going to a club oh, alone, yeah, yeah, like exactly. even in America like you don't know what the fuck they're going to Well put in yeah your I was going to say that's just club culture everywhere like yeah, you hear everywhere. about that everywhere like, like that's colleges all around the US that's clubs in Europe like that's just that's just what happens at clubs, clubs. and it's a horrible horrible thing and that's why I don't like I, yeah people don't go to them like they're <clears throat> there's only a certain type of person that goes to a club like you're it's a horrible thing but that's just what happens at clubs so really this is only newsworthy because a celebrity yeah. was attached to this club all of the there this is happening at tons of clubs in in Korea and tons of clubs all around the world and it's a horrible thing that needs to be stopped but there's not really not much you can, you can do, do about yeah it. it's just that that's it's, the thing it's just it, it's ingrained in like the culture club of itself culture. yeah exactly yeah, it, that's it's it's very hard when it's ingrained in culture like that shit's just like impossible to stop. Like yeah, you, you were yeah. like that's a thing where if you go like if you go to like Coachella or whatever, like yeah. they're like they willingly like people willingly advertise. Okay, you t- you, it's like a roofie tester, like dead ass. Like it'll test like like the like whatever like um, oh yeah pills like you're taking so it's not like tainted or like fucked with or whatever. Like yeah. people like well, yeah, advertise like that stuff. There's like cups I know that like if you like could change color or whatever if, yeah, there's, if there's drugs in your yeah drink or whatever like there's definitely like tons of things like evolved around this, um so the whole the start of the situation with the whole sexual harassment at the club that's not surprising at not all surprising um and yeah like we said it's not it, uh, it unfortunately it w- it wouldn't even be newsworthy if Sungri wasn't attached, um. But getting into and and then the other side of it, where it gets into like the investment firm getting prostitutes for clients, that's also a thing <laughs> that happens everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, so like, like if you believe, like, if you believe even for a second that no American that, company is doing this type of shit for like big name. Oh clients, no, yeah. If you don't believe yeah, exactly. that, like some type of like huge business deal. Like, I don't want to, like, drag people, like, in the mud or whatever, but, like, if somebody, like, a business on the level of, like, I don't know, like, Apple or, like, I don't know, just, like, freaking, like, Warner Brothers or, like, something in, like, like big entertainment, and if you don't think they're signing, like, 
securing deals via this method like you're you're sadly yeah. mistaken <laughs> it's like and that's a whole thing about this entire story is every part of it wouldn't be newsworthy if Sungri wasn't attached yeah. to it or YG wasn't attached to it like all of these things are happening all over the world and they're all horrible but it's just what happens and there's not really anything anyone can do about it unless the entire like corporate culture decided to change um and yeah. clubbing culture decided to change um the uh, I lost my train of thought um as for like Sungri being involved in it this also is not surprising that celebrities just like are do that's what happens that's why you hear about stories of all the celebrities that's all they do is get take tons of drugs and they have crazy parties and yeah spend their money in horrible ways and then make shady investment firms and companies yeah. to try to make more money like if you think your idols are like idols on that that high of like i feel like i don't know it's it's i i don't want to say that all idols do this because i don't think all idols do this but if you don't think that Most some of your do. some of your idols are doing this, then you're definitely wrong because there yeah. are plenty of them that are doing this. Yeah, because once um, you once you hit a certain point in terms of the industry where you're you have control and you have like a big yeah. you have weight to your name, that's it's it's the natural progression of things, unfortunately. Yeah, if you have any inkling of like wanting to do this stuff and you get that powerful, you're gonna do this stuff. You're gonna I, get your hands I, dirty. I'm not every idol has that mindset, I feel like. Like but yeah, I it just it's all of these things are hundred percent common and if you don't understand that you're like you just don't understand how the yeah. world works yet. It, it, it's not um, it's not a thing. Like I feel like I'll, the biggest backlash is like, oh, why is everyone picking on Sungri or whatever? It's like this, this is like that, it, he he's just kind of like I don't know, like the it's just the circumstances that he just so happened to be a famous person that involved in this case. Where yeah, basically yeah, and I don't want to defend him at all. I think like all these things are horrible, and he deserves like the all of this backlash and hate that he's getting. Um, but if you don't, if you think like, yeah, if, if you want to, or like, if you're wondering why he's getting this hate and like, we want to defend him, like you need to, I feel like you need to take a look at like all of this evidence and be like, uh, he probably deserves it. Like you don't blindly defend people that just because you idolize them. Yep. Um, if, if, like, sure, if it was entirely circumstantial and there was no, like, direct evidence or very little evidence, then I could understand being, like, maybe he's being set up or, like, maybe it's all BS, like, and defending him. But at this point, there's just no no way it, he mm. wasn't involved in any of this stuff. So, yeah. But also, yeah, like, it, I don't want to defend him, but... There's a hundred percent lots of other idols doing this. Oh, lots of other celebrities. This is the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure. So like, and Korea is very, very much corrupt. Like, I mean, I, I feel like in general, it's just the way capitalism works. Like, no, I don't. It, I'm like, that's just that's just how they do it, business in Korea. That's just how rich. Yeah. Well, and that's how I do business here. Like, yeah. That's just how when you get companies this big with this much money. 
like that's not just the just money happens this like, much power and power power yeah, exactly. is a big element to this yeah um so yeah that's that's my two cents like overall everything in this story involved in the story is horrible um and unfortunately it's happening everywhere uh and yeah i I think Sungri's pretty much done at this point. Like, oh, yeah. Coming, he's it, going to he's military <laughs> and coming back. Like, no one's going to care about yeah, him. Yeah, he all. can't, he can't rain um, his way out of this one. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, rain so. disappeared after his, like, rain, like, nobody knew who the hell he was after he came back from, like, military service. Like, nah, he, that's not happening yeah. for Sungri. Like, he's way too, that's a, that, that's a blessing and the curse of Big Bang being arguably the most popular, the most influential boy group in all of Korean K pop music history where if they do something amazing they're out there if they do something if they fuck up they're out there and oh boy Sungri fucked up he fucked up bad like you thought his you thought like crashing his car or freaking getting like a picture of him taken like next to like some like half naked next to some like Japanese girl was bad like this is this is on a completely different universe in terms of like actual scandal whereas those were just I don't know shit that happened um yeah and as for YG uh, tax evasion. Literally, every company in Everyone the world tax, tax, does tax evasion. Like, you know what? So, like, you, that's just like the most minor thing. Yeah, like that's not the like that's not the worst thing in this entire list of like terrible no. things. Like, you know why? You know why accountants get paid so much is because they're try they're paying accountants they so much. You're trying to find loopholes so that they can keep more of their money or hide more of their money in like yeah. offshore accounts and shit. Like, if you're also. It, if you're not doing that as accountant, you're you're probably not doing your job uh, well enough, unfortunately. But also, YG's just always been a giant <laughs> asshole that no that clearly yeah. had lots of horrible moral uh, like decisions and ideas. So yeah, it, it's not surprising. We we've, we've talked about how shitty we how much we hate YG plenty on this show, so won't get into that. Yeah. So uh, as for my thoughts, um. I'd say just, I don't know if it's to his credit or maybe to his detriment, but at least my thoughts after hearing all of this is it's entirely possible that he's not like the criminal mastermind behind this whole thing. Like, oh, I think, I, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's kind of a given just because like, it seems like a lot of pe- the people involved that he, or the people he was associating with had power, money, um, not necessarily fame. It's just the fact well, that Sungri's using him for his fame. He's using him for his fame, and Sungri's fame is why he's. It, it, it's known as the Sungri case, not like oh, like random, like Mister Kim from Yuri Holdings. Yeah, because yeah, yeah exactly. the reason why the story is notable is again, like we've said, is because of Sungri's association with it. So I don't think he had any direct involvement in like the date rape or who knows. Maybe no, he, I, that's just yeah. something that happens at all clubs, and he yeah. was just promoting a club yeah. where it happened. And it got out. And I mean, yeah, the, the prostitution thing is kind of bad, but I mean, um, yeah, I'd say that, yeah, I'd say the way this reads is it kind of seems like Sungri, and it's evident from his like demeanor, he's the kind of person that wants to advance his career or has high aspirations, and it feels like those aspirations. Mm-hmm. Got him involved in some really like shady shit. Like it. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure when he first got into the idol industry, he was never dreaming of. Oh, I'm gonna go run a club where they date rape people or something like that. Like that's probably that probably wasn't on his mind. It's just 
This isn't a Korea thing either. It's like an all celebrity type thing. No, oh, yeah. This is like just, basically, yeah. oh god, like I got something in my eye. But um, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, how this, like, how the entertainment industry works is basically, it reeks from top to bottom, and the only way to move up is if you embrace the smell. Uh, like that's the only way like you can like move up in in the entertainment industry and that's that that's a fact like i'm sorry like there's it's not mm-hmm. rose that's not rose colored or anything like i'm not i'm not trying to like sugarcoat that basically you got to do horrible shit to be where you are or to gain power and influence in celebrity culture and that's yeah. the sad truth like just like i'd say the moral of the story is role models can be celebrities but not all celebrities are role models. Like they, oh yeah, definitely. They are, they are the perpetrator. Like it, it's always so funny when you hear people like, "Oh, I fucking hate rich people and like all oh, the one percent people, and they oppress us all the time." But everyone has such a blind, like eye to when it's celebrities, because <laughs> celebrities are yeah, just yeah, just exactly. as guilty as of that kind of shit. Just yeah. because you like their music or you like their art or you think they're cute, doesn't mean they're any less guilty of. Yeah, of being that. I'm not crying, by the way. I just have. I just got lotion. No, yeah, in my it's, eye. it's so no, annoying. I'm trying to be serious um, here, but it looks like I'm fucking crying. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, like yeah. Once again, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending Sungri because yeah, clearly, like you said, he's he had aspirations throughout his career and wanted to be as big and rich and famous and powerful as possible, and he did horrible things to do that. But it. Especially once the reporter talked about how this went way bigger than he, like, way higher than he originally thought and he wanted to stop. It makes it seem more and more clear that Sungri was, like, almost a fall man. Yeah, because he's of his totally, fame. Like, yeah. Like you said, this is the Sungri case, not the random rich investor case. But those are the people that I feel like are really orchestrating all this. Yeah, they're the ones pulling really, the strings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, and there's definitely people above them that are pulling strings. Where Sungri was, he's famous. So yeah, if something hor- if it does ever get out like it did, he would be there to he be takes the person all like the oh, that people care about. While and they so were, takes the blame. Yeah. yeah, while they just sit back there in the shadows, like they're, yeah, exactly. They're- None of those people are gonna get in trouble or any anything like. They're just gonna keep making yeah, money and their name, doing horrible things. Yeah, their name isn't getting getting dragged through the mud. It's Sungri's. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. that, that's the thing. Like, and I'm sure I'm hundred percent sure after this whole thing dies down, they're gonna get some new unsuspecting, like, oh, yeah. aspirational idol. They're gonna drag them into this like seedy underworld, in with yeah, promises of like, oh, this is how. Maybe that that's why I think I don't think it's crazy necessarily to think that maybe. He inherited all of this, like, business practices or, like, this way of conducting business from someone like YG. And after after hearing, like, all this stuff about, like, how YG runs his clubs, like, it's not surprising if, like, YG has some type of, like, like, dirty laundry of this degree to sort of (laughs) hide away. I mean, I I don't want to put too much into, like, the burning of, like, or destroying documents because that's a normal thing, but, I mean, it is kind of suspicious, like, in terms of, like, them not doing it to this degree or them not hiring this company, that sort of thing. Um, But I think where... I I feel like where... What separates this case from what might happen here, like, in America or, like, Western Europe or that sort of thing is just with how... 
with the power structure that's in place in Korea, where you basically have companies like Samsung and LG or whatever, like the entertainment companies are essentially like huge table, like conglomerates that control so much in so many different um, fields and essentially have monopolies on uh, certain categories and that sort of thing. As long as that happens and as long as they have that much control over uh, business and influence, social influence, political influence, as long as they have allies in the Blue House or as long as they have allies in government, like, none of this is going to change. Nothing, like, this whole expose yeah. is going to change jack shit. And I, that's, the, that's, the, that's the sad truth. It's just going to be like, oh, Sungri ruined his life. But this stuff's still going to go on, unfortunately. That's, yeah, just how, exactly. that's just how they do business that's in Korea. Them. That's just how the world works. Yeah, basically, and like, it sucks to admit that. I, I don't want to be too pessimistic about oh, yeah, this. Exactly. But I mean, but I mean, it's that's like no company is clean. No company is clean in terms of like yeah. you don't get this big. You you don't get companies as big as YG and JYP and SM if you're not doing some shady thing or if you're not making sweetheart deals or. If you're not playing dirty, you're not playing. <laughs> Basically, that's that's yeah. how that's how the business world works, unfortunately. And I mean, as much as you'd want to change that, as much as you'd like people to change that, it's the type of people that are attracted to these type of fields are the people that are aren't concerned about that, like aren't concerned about dragging themselves through the mud or just doing anything to get ahead, especially. And that's that's just the cutthroat nature of business. So. Mm-hmm. I guess we can leave it on that. Ultimately, um, yeah. you're more than welcome to provide your own thoughts on in the comments on what you think of the situation, whether um, it's all of it's warranted or if you feel like yeah, Sungri is just a fall guy. Um, yeah, so definitely just be, be very, I'd say, be very professional, not professional, but just be adults about it. Like, don't be like, oh, yeah. like don't be like, oh, they, I love Sungri. I'm gonna defend him forever and ever and ever. I really hope there aren't people like that, though. But, I mean, there are. I mean, there's still people oh, like yeah, that with, like, fucking will. Chris Brown or whatever. He, Chris Brown literally yeah, beat exactly. the hell out of a woman and still yeah. has women that defend him, so. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to topic four, which is another negative topic, but <laughs> negative? Less, much less serious <laughs> negative topic. I guess. Oh, this is a, oh I'm, I'm ranting here. Okay. Because this is something... You're going to be like this, that? This, uh... This... This whole fad is something I've talked about a lot at work. Um, so we're going to talk about Z-Girls and Z-Boys and Z-Pop Dream. Um, so if you don't know what this is, uh, it was a, like a month or two ago. Um, this company, Zenith Media Contents, um, started this Z-Pop Dream project. Um, and... The reason this is being brought up here is they basically started. It's you can't even call it K-pop, but um, because there there's nothing K-pop about it other than like it's K-pop like, like. it's the same idea as K-pop, yeah. but there's no like. Basically, they decided they want to put out a group of seven guys and seven girls, um, with all different nationalities throughout Asia, um, to make K-pop, um. I can't actually find a list of all their nationalities. Um, oh, I, I have them. I know, up. If I can, I you can do go have through it. it. Yeah. I have the list of the members, but I don't know all their nationalities. I okay, can't find so them. I'll, I'll go whenever you start going through the members. I'll go. I'll just list their okay. nationalities. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's um, 
Does this have the seventh girl? No, this doesn't. Um, but yeah, so there's Belle, um, in the girl group, there's Belle, who is, um, there's Caroline, or Carolyn, Joanne, Priyanka, Queen, Vanya, and then there was a seventh member that's not listed on the Sumpi article. Mahiro. They did, Mahiro, oh yeah, because she's Mahiro. the one from AKB. All right, so yeah, to go through the, the, their nationalities, Mahiro is... Japanese and was a former member of the idol group Nogizaka 46 for those of you who who pay attention to uh, produce cast uh, Nogizaka 46 is the sister group is a sister group of or not a sister group it's like a rival group of rival yeah yeah AKB 48 but I mean they're all Akipi so (laughs) they're sister groups Mm -hmm. Carolyn is Filipina apparently oh Pinoy's Pinoy Power, I guess. Uh, she debuted in a Filipino group called Pop Girls in 2011. Uh, apparently, um, Vanya is Indonesian. Queen is Vietnamese. Some people say she looks like Red Velvet's Joy. Uh, I kind of see that. Uh, Priyanka is Indian. She likes BTS. Uh, Joanne is Taiwanese. Uh, and Bell is Thai. So yeah, they literally just like every single member is from a different yeah. country. Same except thing with- Korea. Except Korea. There's no <laughs> Koreans in this. No Koreans in this group. Um, and then there's also a male uh, group as well that's mirroring the same. Um, and members of are Blink, Josh, Maven, Perry, Roy, Sid, and a seventh member who is. Do you have it up? Maven? Sure. Maven? No, Maven? Maven. I I listed Maven. Maven. Perry, Maven, Roy, Josh, Sid, Blink, and Guy. <laughs> His name is G-A-I. G- guy. Guy. Guy was the other one. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, Maven is Indonesian. Perry is Taiwanese. Roy is Vietnamese. Josh is Filipino, Pinoy. Sid is Indian. Guy is Japanese and Blink is Thai. Why did they name him Blink? Yeah. So, Why did they name him Blink? So is he, yeah, is same, he, is he a Blackpink fan? Is he a Blackpink? Yeah, fan? maybe. Um, so yeah, they they announced this uh, group, um, uh, this K-pop group without a Korean member. Um, and then last month they put out their music, their first songs, um, which are entirely in English. There's nothing Korean about them. They're not promoting a Korean music sites uh, or music shows um so yeah i don't i don't know why this is k-pop but i, I think well it's I think k-pop the, ex- the company is korean yeah the company's korean um, and i believe yeah they, they, in terms of resources they have people that the people that are producing the songs are korean the people that are teaching them yeah like okay, stuff is yeah. korean they're but, doing the k-pop like like training regimen and production yeah. regimen but there's no there it's not in Korean there aren't Korean members and they're not promoting any shows. Um so if you want you want to talk about the music itself, um, it's bad. <laughs> it's so I didn't generic. think it was that bad. I don't I know. Was surprised. It's just so generic. I I was not a fan. I thought it was I, it was I liked it more than I thought I would just because I thought I like because my expectations are kind of set with these type oh, yeah, of like weird ass fucking groups but yeah. I, I was just like this sounds like K-pop so I mean like that's not a bad thing I was just like that's the hard thing it's, when it comes to these groups it's hard for them to nail down the actual sound of K-pop but if they have actual like people that are in the K-pop industry working on it it might maybe even yeah. if the lyrics are English like I, it wasn't that bad come on <laughs> it's not horrible I 
I personally can't like it for other reasons that we'll get into. Um, but I don't know. It's just generic is the problem. It was very generic. Um, music videos were very low budget. Um, just dance music videos, basically. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they yeah, did good. I honest- they did better than, at least it wasn't like a nightmare when it comes to like their dancing. No, yeah, I mean, it definitely could have been worse. They're, they're, they're pretty good singers, too. I mean, even if though it's all in English, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you have anything else to say about the music? Because I honestly didn't have too much to say about it. Like, um, I definitely know what they're going after. I definitely know what they're going yeah. after in terms of the song, the songs, like. They kind of do like, I don't know. Just like they're basically just trying to pull influence from like the most popular like girl groups and the most popular. So yeah, the girl group song is kind of like an upbeat type of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not really sexy or whatever, but it's like definitely like a girl crush no. type thing, like kind of like a wiki yeah. type. Group. Like a powerful, yeah, like girl pop song, yeah. Yeah, whereas the boy group is definitely they're trying to be like a. They're trying to be like a Monster X type, like yeah, super like hip hop type group. So, I mean, yeah, that's yep. all I have to say. I mean, obviously, like I'm not okay. gonna listen to this like on the regular. But no, yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't offended by any of it. Yeah. Um. So my initial thoughts when hearing about this group, um, basically mirrored my thoughts um, when. Uh, they added Alex to Rania, I mean BP Rania, or there was that one K-pop group edition. with the rush, the rush. Well, oh, there's EXP uh, edition, the one K-pop group with the Russian girl. But she, she um, but she actually speaks Korean. Well, no, no, um, that's not what I'm saying. It, I'm just saying my my thoughts about all of these groups were okay. They're just using international people as a gimmick to get into the K-pop industry. And hopefully make it big when those people, well, like, okay, so the Russian girl could actually speak Korean, but for the most part, none of those people had knew Korean, had any idea how the culture worked, had any reason to really be in the industry other than a company was like, hey, if we put you in here, we might get a bunch of international fans and blow up out of nowhere because our groups aren't doing well, or we want to make a new group that might blow up. And it's just screams gimmick to me. Um, and it, it's never followed by really good music. It's never followed by planned out debuts and um, like just the level of polish or training that actual K-pop groups get, which is the appeal of K-pop. To me, at least, is, like, the fact that these groups are, like, so, like, their their choreography is so precise, their vocal skills are so good, their rapping is so good, that the package as a whole is just so well-polished, and the music's good, the music videos are interesting, the choreography is interesting, like, that just never happens with any of these groups. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the groups themselves and how they fit into K-pop? It's definitely a gimmick, but I mean, I don't want to hate on it too much just because the way yeah. the 
sort of music industry dynamic is in Asia that basically if you're not from Korea or if you're not in Korea or if you're not in Japan you're not going to have any success whatsoever I mean maybe India India obviously has its thriving like Bollywood type thing um like they have their mm-hmm. own industry but in terms of using that to springboard more international appeal I mean like nothing beats K-pop at this point so yeah. Or if you're really into it, like that, I I don't want I don't necessarily want to fault any of these people in all honesty because they're probably just out there chasing their dream of, and again for a lot of these, that's why that's why like JYP and like YG and SM are recruiting in places like Thailand and Australia and Japan and other parts of Southeast Asia or they're looking for um there's more. There, there's a huge pool of willing uh, participants, people that want have like the dream of like participating in like the K-pop industry. So, like it, it mm-hmm. it's also again, it, and even that to some degree is a marketing type thing. Is the the more international flavor you have in these groups, uh, the more sales you're going to proliferate. Obviously, it's why like twice has uh, the J line and uh Chewy and that's why like that's why produce 48 was a thing like just you you get more sales out of it but i mean yeah i'd say this mm-hmm. is one of the more overt cases <laughs> like they they're pretty on the nose with the fact that this is a gimmick i mean gimmicks aren't necessarily always a bad thing but you have to i feel like for them to succeed or for them to garner a fan base beyond the initial shock factor <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have to. I, there has to be more than just oh, it's a bunch of like people from countries that aren't Korea doing something. Like yeah. you have to. Like the music has to be good. Like they have to. Like if you wanna, if you want it to like walk talk like a K-pop star, you have to. You gotta do it like properly, and you have to speak Korean. You have to speak Korean. <laughs> and yeah, I'd you say have that's to the, live in Korea. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I would go to music shows. Like, if this was, if this idea was, if they were doing this, where okay, we're gonna make this international group, and then we'll go to India, we'll go to Thailand, we'll go to the Philippines, yeah. we'll go to Japan, and be like, okay, we're gonna promote it in these. We're gonna promote a K-pop style group in these types of countries to help, like, sort of spread like the 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 word, so to speak. That make that make more sense. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what. Um, that's kind of what Rose Quartz is. Rose Quartz is a like there's a Korean member, there's a member from Myanmar, there's like Thai, like they're like that's site type, that's basically their thing where they're doing their songs in uh, Burmese or they're doing it in Thai or they're incorporating Korean for those mm-hmm. markets. They're bringing a K-pop style for the local markets. Whereas yeah, this is the opposite of it, which. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be that successful? Let's 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 put it right out there. No, this group is going to flop, unfortunately. Yeah. Once once the gimmick factor wears off, you're not gonna we're not gonna hear from them, and, and it's it sucks because I'm sure they, I'm sure they don't they, they don't want to. The reason why they they took the chance and to come to Korea and do this thing is because they want to chase their dream. But mm-hmm. their Z pop dream, yeah, their Z pop dream, yeah. But there's no. There's no long longe- there's no longevity here, unfortunately, okay. and I, I I don't mean to be yeah. mean about it, but that's no, not even. That's, well, that's, 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 that's now we're truth. gonna dive. Now we're gonna dive deeper, because this isn't just a gimmick. This is a straight up scam, um, and we're gonna get a little nerdy and non-K-pop. But bear with me, um, as someone who works in software development and IT, 
Um, I talk, I've talked about this, uh, this topic a lot with friends at work and stuff. Um, but you've definitely heard, I assume you've all heard of the term Bitcoin and cryptocurrency Cryptocurrency, and maybe blockchain. So it turns out that this company is actually created to start a new cryptocurrency, um, to and basically the whole scam is you can buy their crypto which will be in so that that puts you that helps you invest into these k-pop these yeah. z-pop groups and they'll make all of their money and then your crypto will become worth a ton of money and mm. it'll be the next bitcoin I have, and you can make tons of money i have the website right now up right no, now, I was literally gonna read the website and like, like, like the, all word. of the diagrams are like they. It's like it, it's a fucking Ponzi oh, yeah. scheme. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent. But no, Ponzi scheme. I want to read straight from their website to tell you how total BS this is because it's all nonsense words. Today, K-pop music stars like Psy, Girls Generation, BTS, EXO, and One One are a global phenomenon coming out of nowhere. These. I guess. Coming out of nowhere, these music stars have captured a global audience and are at the helm of a global music market commanding a large part of $45 billion global music market. Their unparalleled success and staying power is proof of concept of radical new way of managing music business for worldwide success. They are created by professionals who foresaw huge upsides in music industry by creating a new kind of infrastructure, organization, content, technology, and monetization foundations. Uh, this just oh, the, this just reads like no, somebody um, that um, has no idea oh, what the fuck they're doing with music. Yeah, no, it's it, they just it's, want it's, in on it's the total money. business marketing speak where it's just all nonsense words. I'm not even done. The project's business model has star creation business and global online monetization platform. On one side, the pro- the proceeds from the ITO will be used to accelerate creating infrastructure for the star creation business. On the other hand, it will create global online monetization platform, which will tokenize the revenue opportunities generated by the star creation business, including concert tickets, merchandise, online content, and admission to exclusive events. And so what that means they're high, to someone like, who... you. Normally, if this was a Korean company, it most of this would be some type of like. Half, well, this is Korean. It's this a Korean, Korean company, company, but but normally with Korean companies, like stuff like this would, or statements like this would be like half unintelligible, like broken English. Yeah. But at least they got their bullshit in proper English. Like, no, you gotta, no, oh yeah, you no, this give is credit for like that. this actually means something to me because I understand all this <laughs> corporate BS marketing. Oh, BS speak. Ooh, join but and get basically, the bonus. what this means is. So I guess I should explain what cryptocurrency even is if you don't understand it. So cryptocurrency, basically, the first one was Bitcoin. um, And basically, it was something that computers could generate by doing complex math math problems over and over again. And it would generate Bitcoin. And basically, someone created this as an alternate currency that was completely digital. So... People think that, like, one day we won't use dollars, we will use cryptocurrency, and it, it'd just be entirely digital currency. That and because obviously, technically, the dollar is supposed to be backed by gold, gold, but we haven't worked off which the gold we standard. We don't do that, yeah. We stopped doing the gold but, standard like years ago, yeah. but cryptocurrency is generated by the 
these computers doing these complex math problems. So that's where its value comes from is because of how much energy it takes and how, how rare long it takes or like how long it takes to generate this cur- this yeah. currency creates how rare it is. Um, so basically what it became though was Bitcoin was the first one. It might not be the first one, but it was the first mainstream. It was one. the first mainstream one. Yeah, um, definitely. And it blew up. And in the past few years, especially, um, it's, it, it, it's become super popular to buy Bitcoin and sell Bitcoin. But the problem is at this point, it's just gambling. It's a hundred percent. It's like playing the stock market. It literally is playing the stock market. You, you, the, the value of Bitcoin fluctuates so much that it's impossible to actually determine if you're going to make money off of it by investing in it. Yeah. It's just chance of if you bought it the here and, if you decide to sell it, it, like if you buy it in the next hour, it could drop a thousand dollars. It could go up ten thousand dollars. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah, and if you lose your value, you're fucked. But if you I mean, and at this point, yeah, at this point, it's, it's 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 kind of evened out more. But I don't even want to get into that. But basically, it's it's at this point, it's just yeah, it's just playing the stock market and gambling. But the problem is now. Because it's entirely digital, anyone can make their own cryptocurrency. Yeah. And all of these comp- random people and Doge companies coin. are making f- these random cryptocurrencies hoping they become the next Bitcoin. But the problem is it's entirely all scam because there's so many cryptocurrencies out there at this point that no one even cares about any of them. Yeah. Except for the few mainstream ones that exist already and are already mainstream. Um. So that... Basically, this entire thing is a giant money making scheme where they will you will invest in their cryptocurrency by buying it, and they're saying they will use that money to build these capo- these groups as well as make concerts and merchandise and stuff, um, and that will in turn make the value of the cryptocurrency you bought go up so that you will make money this way. Yeah, the more popular the group gets, the more value the cryptocurrency will accrue, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, so, and that's entirely bullshit. 100% like, bullshit. Seriously, like, you know what this is? This is just, this is fancy money it's laundering. A, like, if you really yeah. think about it, like, that's that's the appeal of crypto. Well, it's, is, a, it's a pyramid scheme. It's yeah. Basically, it's the modern pyramid scheme. Yeah, the, the, huge, the big appeal of crypto is that there's no trace and that it's not the there's no yeah. ties to like a bank or whatever like they can't like the the freaking like interpol can't seize your assets in like switzerland or something if you're if your money's in crypto so that's mm-hmm. why it's like that's why it's like the fat of the day basically where a lot of people are trying to do into this and it, it would not surprise mm-hmm. me if the company behind this is basically just trying to money launder some just some type of like really shady like money laundering scheme like it, it would not. I would um, not put it past them. I would not put it past them if that's like their mo here. <laughs> yeah. So on the the once I found out that I obviously just don't want to support the groups. But honestly, it makes me feel bad for these groups and these idols because they're a hundred percent just being manipulated at this point. There's no chance that these groups get big. Hold on. Well, I'm looking and, at their or I'm looking at their partners. They're par- they're partnered with Naver TV. No, I, I saw Naver TV was on there. They're, they're is... partnered with Para Sabayan, which is apparently a Filipino 
news service what like how are they like how deep does this ponzi scheme run? like yeah like all of the like there's two like filipino entertainment like business like this one's a filipino entertainment business that's involved in like the mm-hmm. the financing or like i don't know behind this but uh, well apparently the dude who found one of the founders of this was from sm so that's why, <laughs> that's why i'm reading their, oh. their team it says the june kong founder a highly respected pioneer and co-founder of zenith media group who made a historic contribution to k-pop music industry an sm entertainment veteran he initiated the first wave of k-pop expansions in international markets such as china japan thailand hong kong played crucial role in Establishing ever-growing popularity of K-pop music outside of Korea. Look at the product, so, like yeah, the producers, just, like this. Jun Sun Lee did like Gangnam Style. Jay Jun Park did stuff for Big yeah. Bang Twenty One SES. Young Wan Go. Oh, so yeah, like, they, they, these are big names too. Like these are actual like yeah. people that worked in the industry. So well, and the, these people clearly have clout because the, there is a concert, and I know like Chunga is there, and like. Like, there's a Z-pop dream concert coming up, yeah. and I know there were some big names going to it. So they have the money, but it's entirely just a giant scam. They have they have so, celebrity advisors. Like people oh, yeah, that, I saw that. Like, this is like, you know, remember those, uh, like, wristbands that suppose like, the energy wristbands that supposedly, oh, they'll make oh, you, yeah, like, yeah. it's basically like that, where they have, they just get, like, celebrity endorsements, like, oh, Grace Lee endorses this company, so you should totally yeah. sign up for it. It's just, it's so textbook at this point. Just like, (laughs) it's not even funny. Yeah. And, and that just makes me feel bad for the, uh, these idols or the, these members of these two groups. Cause it's, they're just being manipulated to, for rich people to make more money and to scam other, not like smart people to give the more rich people money. Like, yeah, that's entirely what it is. It's just a horrible, horrible scheme. See now, I'm I'm trying to figure out how I invest in this just for shits and giggles. <laughs> like, no, don't be part of the. It problem. says join and get bonus, but I can't enter their like. Well, I don't it said the public. You can't purchase it yet. Oh, public. It's not available for public. You have to be part of the waitlist right now. Oh, okay. So, and we're totally getting blacklisted for putting this video. <laughs> they're not gonna let us invest our money into yeah, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're totally. Chunga, they're we're, they're gonna find us. Rain. Are part of this concert. What? Oh, uh, A Pink and Monster X too. What? How? Like basically, what this sounds like is like they, like the people, the the people behind the money. Yeah, like they they probably it's it's probably like a lot of like on February twenty eighth. Yeah, the the people behind this probably are like venture capital, so they have like a fuck ton of money that they can offer. Like they they can offer like actual trying to scale more. Yeah, they're trying Scam to they're trying money. to put themselves in the same type of league as <laughs> A Pink or yeah. that sort of. Oh my god, I, this I is was, hilarious. I'm kind of sad it already happened. Otherwise, we should have tried to get Jacob to go. <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, live reporting from the the Z, go to the Z Pop Z Pop Z Pop Dream concert. Oh, hey, I mean, he'd get to see A Pink, Monster X, Chunga, and Rain. So okay, here's the in the FAQ. It says, is <laughs> it possible to realize the Z Pop Dream Project without blockchain? 
Technically, we'll be able to implement some of our project scope without blockchain, but we will not be able to realize our complete vision. For example, we want we will be able to give fans ways to vote without blockchain, but the process will not be transparent and fans will not be able to confirm whether their voting power has been exercised correctly and their votes indeed have had an effect. Lack of transparency has always been one of the recognized issues in the entertainment industry. Use of blockchain will bring clarity and confidence. That is a very important part of our mission. So basically, if you have, the more you invest in this, the more they'll actually give a shit about what your opinion is. <laughs> basically, you're not fans, you're investors. You're investing in literally like the success or failure of Z-Boys and Z-Girls. Yeah. Don't even get me started on blockchain. It's an entirely <laughs> separate conversation. Because uh, it's the it's the buzzword of the day, the buzz uh, yeah, technology. Yeah, I, 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 my 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 of, gag of reflex. All companies right now. My gag reflex like automatically triggers when I hear like they're going to implement the blockchain and, uh, what like crowdsource like blockchain and crowdsource are the two words that just make me yeah. barf at this point. And I'm I should control F and see if there's crowd. Nope, nope, they didn't use crowdsource. Thank God, <laughs> but. If they did, that would have just like put this way over the top. But I mean, I guess we can yeah. wrap it up in terms of yeah. I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> You're just done this, with life. <laughs> I, I was yeah. This it's just everything I hate about just stupid technology cryptocurrency. Yeah, but then they're taking it into my K-pop world where I didn't want to deal with that. I don't want all I mean, this. The big thing. Korea I, is crypto is huge in Korea. So oh, because um, yeah, obviously, yeah, like they Korea is very like literally bleeding edge when it comes to technology. I mean, like all the Samsung, yeah. LG smartphones, like they're the, they're at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this type of stuff. So it's not surprising to hear that crypto is has an appeal, and that's probably why they're going here is because crypto has such a huge market in Korea, yeah. so that they they know there will be investors. Okay, yeah, let's wrap it up. It's already midnight. It's late anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, this was episode one twelve of the Daybotcast. Um, if you if you enjoyed it, uh, like, subscribe, share, follow us on Twitter, um, join our Discord. Definitely, that's the best way to get a hold of us. If you want to talk to us um, and just hang out with our other fans, we have a really really cool community there. Uh, where we talk about pretty much everything. Um, there's off-topic channels, there's K-pop channels, there's general channels. We do song ratings, and now we're doing March Madness brackets. Um, so we just do fun things there. Um, we do gaming so yeah, nights. Yeah, definitely come check it out. Yeah, we're doing gaming nights now. We should do one um, soon. Yeah, definitely play some Apex uh, or something else. Um so yeah, uh, that's definitely the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, and give comment your thoughts on this episode um, on YouTube. Uh, review us on iTunes. We haven't said that in a while, um, but that definitely helps get us more recognition on iTunes. The most of our for us and most stuff. of our listeners come from iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So yeah, the more yeah. the more visibility that we can get, the more like there's an audience there that we can reach. So that that definitely helps yeah. us out. Yeah, reviewing definitely helps. So yeah, uh, anything coming up? I don't think Not, there's. I don't have anything till Korea. So I don't. Ha- I mean, I, I'm going to. I'm going to a perfume concert at the end of the month, and then uh, I'm going to Dream Theater, and, and then the I'm seeing the, yeah, the, the Sailor Moon co- concert type thing. So yeah, really nothing going oh, on God. on the K-pop front. Yeah, no. K-pop. Um, until we 
yeah, we fly out to Korea. Basically, I just I confirmed all my bookings. We're actually booking events. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to uh, MTV the show. We're gonna visit the yeah, DMZ. We might go to the Ghibli Museum if I can, like, actually win the rat race of getting tickets. We might see yeah. AKB48 or HKT48 because um, uh, Sasihara Rino's graduation concert is happening in Yokohama, which is Did near we? Tokyo. Okay. What? Um, did we get tickets to the robot restaurant yet? I'm waiting on. I'll wait on. Oh, is that one we have to wait? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait on that a bit. We got. We're okay. we're going to the Kirby Cafe store because we can't yeah. get into the Kirby Cafe. We're gonna try to go to the Pokemon Center. Like, there's Cafe. just so much stuff. I can't believe yeah, this shit's like a almost a month away. Like, I'm. I mean, I'm I'm totally fucked for work because I'm gonna miss like ten days. But I don't care. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that's it for us. Thank you, and good night. Stay blockchain. Yeah, think of one. <laughs> uh, I'm not even saying it. Stay throbbingly blockchain. <laughs> wow, wow, I, I found a word that Nate actually won't put the throbbingly towards. It's This is nope. a new revelation. Like, the best way I can sum this up, it, it sounds like they took... Pepe by CLC tried to turn it into a sexy Latin song and it just sounds completely half-assed in all honesty and like G-Idle doing CL- like a CLC style song from back in the, that era is just <coughs> it's just completely